1: you have whatever little bit you have it might be offer it to the lord give sacrificially act as if the need had already been met don't get all anxious give thanks by faith sit back and watch god work god does the miraculous multiplication in your life through your life let nothing be wasted
0: In times of great need and distress around you in the world, it's easy to feel too insignificant or unequipped to help. The little that you have will never be enough to tackle the huge need around you. However, as Pastor Danny will remind you today, God is a great provider and is able to use and multiply what you give with a generous heart. If you're willing to offer God what you have, no matter how much, He'll use it in ways that you can't imagine. So give of yourself generously, trust God with it, and sit back and watch God do miracles. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of John, chapter 6, as he continues his message, Lessons in the Details.
1: Paul would go and he would accept offerings from the churches to help the poor saints in Jerusalem. So sometimes a special offering to help people in need. And sometimes it's what I would call good Samaritan giving based on the parable Jesus told in Luke chapter 10, where a Samaritan guy, he was on his way on the road and he finds this guy that's. Rob, beaten, in need, and this Samaritan not only helps him, uh, he provides materially for him, takes him to the local Holiday Inn, uh, tells the innkeeper, uh, you know, I got to go, but I'll come back, and if if this is not enough to take care of his need, I'll pay you when I get back, and just on the road of life, he had... Somebody that had a need and he took the time and he took what resources he had to meet his need. So giving the Lord through the church, uh, we couldn't operate as a church. A lot of churches right now, because of what's ha- happening in our world, uh, they're suffering. God's blessed us. We have resources to, I think, to, uh, to see us through this thing. I don't know how long it's going to go, but we're doing okay right now. But I wouldn't tell you, stop honoring the Lord by giving to the Lord through the church. Don't stop doing that. However, we felt led as a leadership team, and I said it the other day on another video, and I'll say it again uh, today, if right now, right now, there's somebody in your life, in your path, starting with the church, but it could be outside the church. It doesn't have to be in the church, but... Uh, Galatians tells us we're to do good to all men, especially those who are of the family of believers. So, right now, right now, if there's someone in your life uh, that is on your path and they have a need, they've lost their job, they can't pay their rent, whatever it is, they don't have money to buy groceries, then we're saying as a Calvary Chapel Fellowship leadership team, if Calvary Chapel Fellowship is your church, for right now, for right now, just this maybe couple of weeks, instead of giving to the Lord through the church, offer to the Lord by helping somebody in need. And that's one of our ways as a church, by faith, saying, we want to reach out. We want to offer what we can. So offer the Lord what you have. Now, Note with me Matthew chapter 25, and I'm not going to take the time to go through uh, all the verses here, but Jesus in chapter 25 of Matthew tells three parables that are parables to help us prepare and be ready to see him and stand before him at his coming. The first is about 10 virgins, and the key is to have sufficient oil, the oil of the Holy Spirit. Make sure you're born again. The second parable is of the... The talents and what you do with the talents um, and monetary things that God gives us. The third parable is about the sheep and the goats. And that in the end, when Jesus separates the saved from the lost, the sheep from the goats, the differing thing in the parable is what they did or didn't do in terms of helping people. The righteous will answer. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. What you did, you offered that to me. And then those who are not saved, the goats, those who are lost, they will say, When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger and eating clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he'll reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Some people wrongly think Christianity is a bunch of don't do's. No, 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 no. Christianity is a bunch of do's. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So look, offer what you have to the Lord. Yeah, to the Lord through the church. For right now, Calvary Chapel Fellowship, if there's somebody in your life you can help out, go back to making this a priority. But make a priority now, people that are in need, and offer what you have to the Lord by reaching out and helping somebody. Lessons in the details. Offer what you have to the Lord. Second, give sacrificially. That's what the lad in the story in John chapter 6 did. In these offerings that the Apostle Paul Was taking up for the poor saints in Jerusalem because of the difficult times that they faced. He goes to the churches of Macedonia, but he doesn't ask them for an offering for these poor saints. Why? Because they're poor themselves. Well, they get word of it that Paul's not going to ask them, and they come to Paul and say, How come you're leaving us out? Let me read you the story, the record. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1. Now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I testify, they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they didn't do as we expected but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. The lad in John 6 gave sacrificially. The Macedonian churches gave sacrificially to help people in need. The widow of Zarephath gave sacrificially by faith. Give sacrificially. And then from the story, The miraculous feeding in John chapter 6, offer what you have to the Lord, give sacrificially. Number three, act as if the need has already been met. (laughs) Don't you love this in the story? Before anything is multiplied, before any miracle takes place, everybody's divided up and thousands of people across this hillside or wherever they were, all of a sudden they're sitting down like they're going to have a meal. They acted as if the need were already met. They sat down for a picnic. And as I thought about this and meditated on it, there was no anxiousness. There was nobody trying to get by and steal the little bit of fish and the barley loaves. There was no pandemonium. My second son's a St. Petersburg fireman. He came home the other day after his shift and he told his mother and me a story of a call they had at a Publix in South St. Pete, right on US 19. And evidently there was an accident because there was pandemonium in the parking lot because there were all these elderly people that were going to be able to get into the Publix first as soon as it opened. And evidently they were all there at 7 a.m. And it caused such havoc that there was a wreck. And Hayden said, Dad, if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have believed it. Everybody was going in to buy, oh, no surprise here, toilet paper. And he said everybody was just kind of like hoarding their toilet paper. And the more I thought about the scene that my son described, the more I thought, in the midst of all that's going on, one of the negative things you see is the selfishness of people. Selfishness. It's a real problem, and people's true nature shines through during a crisis like this. They're just thinking about themselves. Here in this story, they acted as if the need had already been met. There's no anxiousness. There's nobody trying to steal what little bit there is or or, or just hoard it for themselves. And then Jesus takes the little bit, the little bit that is offered by this lad. He looks to heaven. That's what one of the other records tells us. He looked up to heaven and he gave thanks by faith. Give thanks even before the need is met. And I love this next one. Then you just sit back and you watch God work. One of the reasons I love the stories of the multiplication of food to the thousands, and again, Jesus did it twice in his earthly ministry, is I've seen it happen once. And I'm I'm telling you, I saw it happen. People that in our uh, church uh, that have been with us for years, some refer back to the days of the warehouse when we used to meet in the warehouse at Joe's Creek, and uh, most unlikely place where the church really began to grow exponentially. And uh, I had this idea one Thanksgiving many years ago um, to just feed some needy people. So I went to our leadership and went to the board, and and we got the uh, the funds uh, approved to uh, do this Thanksgiving banquet. And uh, we all also uh, had people in the body, and they were going to cook some turkeys and, and bring those uh, to the banquet. And then we went around uh, all these different places where we knew that homeless people and needy people were, and we handed out flyers and the date we're going to have the banquet and the time, and we rented these vans. We had a couple of church vans, but we rented some more, and we got drivers, and, and we went all throughout these places with these locations where we told them we'd pick them up, we'd bring them to the warehouse, and we'd feed them a Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> I, I had no idea uh, how many people might show up. The first vans came back, packed. And the drivers frantic because of the numbers of people they left at the different stops to pick people up. We ended up not being able to pick everybody up. We ended up with a warehouse packed full of homeless and needy people. And I'm thinking, we don't have enough food. And so we gathered some of us in the back and we prayed and we prayed, God, help us <laughs> multiply this food. We told all of our workers, don't you eat a thing. We were planning on feeding them after the serving, uh, that night but we said, don't eat anything and you won't have anything left. We had a great idea, um, that the way we would serve them, we had servers, and uh, then we would, we would have them go table by table. And uh, so we prayed for the meal, and we said, okay, this table is first. And as soon as this table got up to go in line to get served, the next table, even though it wasn't their turn, they got up. And then this table got up, and all of a sudden, all the tables got up, true story. And everybody is just cramming in line to get this meal. People would get their meal. They'd go sit down and some of my leaders came and told me that some of them with the knapsacks and things they brought, they would go to the table and they would put food in their sack and then it would go and get back in line. And now I'm just panicking. End of the story. We fed every person there. We fed every person there. They were stealing food, putting it in their knapsacks. Even though they were doing that, they came back for seconds, some thirds. We fed them all they wanted until they could not eat anymore or steal anymore. And after everybody left that night and we're all exhausted, all the workers ate and we have food left over. True story. Wow. Sit back and watch God work. What a great, great story. But there's one more lesson in the detail. Let nothing be wasted. Isn't it interesting? Jesus said, Don't let anything be wasted. That's exactly what it says in the text. Don't let anything be wasted. I'll never forget what happened back in the warehouse, and it was a true miracle. True miracle. God's still doing miracles today. Some of us have been so blessed, so blessed. Let nothing be wasted. For some of us, God has so multiplied our resources that we've got all we want. We've got everything we need, and, and then beyond that, and... We still got money in the bank, and we're going to be able to ride through this thing. And listen, there's a lesson here. No, let nothing be wasted. Let me read you a couple of closing scriptures. 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. There's not a time to be hoarding, there's not a time to be selfish. And some of us, some people I'm talking to right now through this message, and God has so blessed you. I mean, you got thousands, some got millions. Not a time for you to just. Think about yourself. God has blessed you. Without God, you wouldn't have anything. And now you got so much and you live in a nice house and you drive nice cars and you got all this money in the bank. Listen, let nothing be wasted. Don't just waste it on yourself and on your own pleasures, especially with what's happening in our world. Give. Acts chapter 2, verse 45, the early church, the Holy Spirit was so ministering to these people and there was such grace and mercy abounding. And here's the record. Acts chapter 2, verse 45, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. So they didn't consider their possessions their own. One more scripture, and this is a sober one, Luke's gospel, chapter 12, verse 13, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I'll store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool. You fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Who's going to get what you've prepared for yourself? This is how it'll be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. One of the ways we know someone is rich toward God is they become like him in character. They are not selfish. They are others-oriented. So, In closing, let's go back through the lessons and the details of our story of the miraculous feeding in John chapter 6. Offer what you have, whatever little bit you have it might be. Offer it to the Lord. Give sacrificially. Act as if the need had already been met. Don't get all anxious. Give thanks by faith. Sit back and watch God work. And when God does the miraculous multiplication in your life, through your life, let nothing be wasted. Don't ever get to a point where you're just thinking, oh, it's just for me. It's just for me. No, 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 no. We're to be conduits for heaven's cause, heaven's purposes. Whatever situation you find yourself in, What's happening in our world is a test. It's a test for disciples. How you doing in the test? You don't need to be anxious. God saw this thing coming. God is ultimately in control. I pray your faith will be renewed. And I pray that if you are even in the most dire circumstances, where the human resources are inadequate to meet your need, then this story is for you right now, right where you are in life. God wants to do a miracle. You just need to trust him. Trust him. could be that you've tuned in and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the most important decision you can make in your life. And if that's you, and the Holy Spirit is drawing you, and Jesus is calling you, why don't you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior right now, right here, right where you are? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that you've received Christ as Lord and Savior, now learn to trust him with your life. You can trust him. Listen, God cares for us more than we care for one another. And he knows the needs we have. And he will take us through times of testing. But he'll always, he'll always in the end grant us Give us everything we need.
0: We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. If you'd like to hear today's message again, please visit ccfstpete.church. You can also join in our Bible reading plan. More information can be found on our website. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to take a moment and offer you an opportunity to partner with us here on The Living Word. Would you join with us in praying for the listeners of this program? During this time of uncertainty in our nation, prayer is a powerful tool to combat fear and to promote peace in Jesus. Please pray that each person that hears these messages from the life of Jesus are touched and changed by His love. Please pray also for us. We want to continue following God's plan for this program, no matter where He asks us to go. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the living word? If you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church, and then click on the online giving guide under forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share this good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website, one more time, is ccfstbete.church. With that, we've come to the end of our time with you today. Thanks for being a part of our time here on The Living Word.